Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. Uh, as we look in the Word, we're looking at First Peter here of late in the fourth chapter. So let's look at the balance of the fourth chapter. We'll finish it today, I think. If you remember, Peter's been writing to these folks who are in exile, had been going through some things apparently, because he's telling them, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal that you're going through. Okay, uh, Don't act like, oh, this should be happening. It's some kind of strange thing. He said, realize that you're sharing in the sufferings of Christ, and in that realization, rejoice because of the revelation of his glory, that you will rejoice in exultation. Remember that phrase? And then we saw last time, last time that if they you're reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed. Well, I think that gives us a little hint as to what they were undergoing, Okay, the type of thing that was happening. He says you're blessed because the very spirit of glory and of God rests on you. And then he tells them, make sure that you don't suffer uh, because of sin. You know, don't say you're suffering when you've sinned and now you're paying the consequences. So don't suffer as a murderer, as a thief, or an evildoer, or a troublesome meddler. But if you're suffering as a Christian, as a believer, and you're suffering for the name of the Lord, then don't be ashamed because it brings glory to God. And it's to glorify God in that name. Now, let's look at the last three verses of 1 Peter 4. It comes right out of what I just said. Four. In other words, in, in conclusion of this little thought, for it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Hmm. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, you've probably heard this phrase many times. This, you know, the judgment will begin with the household of God. I think we see that in our lives currently. I know we're going to see that in the last days. And you say, well, what are you talking about? Well, in the last days, there's going to be a refining that comes about. There are many who profess to be of the household of God right now that are not of the household of God. They're tares among the wheat. Okay, Quite often, they're very busy in the religious activity. They're very involved. More often than you would imagine, many are in leadership. Okay, They're within leadership within the organizational church. But they're really not a part of the organism of the body of Christ. They're not truly saved. And so God is going to come in a time yet to come uh, when uh, things will be so difficult that those who are not of the household of faith will just walk away. We'll just walk away from it. Also, though, it happens right now that judgment is beginning. God is convicting. He's bringing forth his spirit to show who is of the household of faith and who is not. So what he's showing him in this principle right here, if this judgment begins with us, and he judges us first to test us. Remember what he said earlier, these trials are for our testing, testing really to see if we be of the faith, testing of ourselves. If it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? If we're going undergoing trials and tribulation and troublesome times as true believers, what's going to happen with those who are not true believers? And when you look at the scripture, it's... Uh, it's bad, okay? And then ultimately, they'll be cast in lake fire, right? Now, the next verse says this, verse 18, 1 Peter 4. And if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved, what will become of the godless man and the sinner? 
And in uh, most English translations, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that verse is shown as a quote from the Old Testament. And it is, but it's sort of like a compilation of things from Proverbs to the prophets. What's being said here, that if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved, the idea that it's not hard, hard, hard to be saved, that the Lord is calling you. If you are called, if you're chosen, if you're predestined, if you're elected, there's all these terms right here, and the Lord is calling you, if you repent and confess, you will be saved. But it means that sometimes there's going to be difficult things that come. Okay, There's going to be difficult things that come. If that be true, then what's going to be happening with a godless man and the sinner. He's just reiterating what he said in the previous verse, that there are extremely difficult times ahead for those who do not believe, and those times will last for all eternity because of the judgment that will come upon them. Verse 19 closes the chapter and says this, says this Therefore, <laughs> in conclusion, everything we've seen, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Let me read that again. Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. He's been talking about suffering in this chapter right here and the things that were coming against this group and the things that come against us. And there's some tough things right here and phrases that people don't like. And they say, well, is it the will of God that people suffer? Well, right here, therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God. When they ask that kind of question, it comes from the, an idea that they believe that God is malicious of heart and malicious of intent. And that he's sitting there trying to jab people and he has evil in his mind when he brings suffering. That's not what he's talking about at all. If suffering comes our way and the suffering is to the glory of God and to a far larger purpose than we can comprehend at that moment, then what are we to do? Realize that it's the will of God and entrust our souls to God because he is the one who is faithful. He's the one who's created us. Look at that phrase, shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator. It's capitalized in this version right here because speaking of God. I have a choice. Am I, am I going to entrust my soul to the situation and circumstance Am I going to entrust my soul uh, to my ability to explain and understand? Or am I going to entrust my soul? And that soul there is the, uh, the seed of the emotions, okay? All that happens right there. Yes, it has something to do with uh, uh, salvation. But right here he's speaking to those who are saved, okay, who are suffering for the will of God. You're saved. So I'm going to entrust all my thoughts, all my feelings about this to the one who created me. In doing what is right. I want to trust him that he knows what is right rather than my ability to discern, my ability to do, my ability to understand, and my ability to sort of work my way out of it. <clears throat> There's all sorts of examples of this in Scripture. One just popped to mind. Uh, remember Joseph that was sold by his brothers into slavery in Egypt, the Old Testament Joseph in Genesis there? And so he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife and wound up in jail, wound up in prison. And so he was there quite a while. Folks, these were not uh, nice places to be in. These were horrible, horrific places. They were not clean prisons. He was there, and he was there, and he was there. And they made some friends with a, a baker and a butler. And he actually said to the baker and butler, when it looked like that both of them might be getting out, he said, hey, remember me before Pharaoh because I'm here, I'm falsely accused. That cost Joseph another two years in prison. 
another two years. Uh, because he was trying to expedite his own release, he was trying to do what he thought at the moment was the right thing to do, pass the word, and, you know, this will be the way that God will get me out of here. No, no, it cost him a couple more years, and he was still sitting there when one day it came to the mind of one of these guys when Pharaoh was having a problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's this guy down there that does interpret dreams. He interpreted a couple of dreams for us. So don't try to uh, expedite your own uh, salvation, your own exodus from a, a suffering, troublesome kind of thing. But entrust, may we entrust our souls to the Creator in doing what is right. Um, again, I'm Dale. Thank you for being with me. Uh, pass the word about these times together, and I'll see you again.